We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up show, Best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Wednesday, April the 7th, 2021. Today's show, I break down South Carolina baseball's tough loss last night in Charlotte, North Carolina. The Gamecocks fall to North Carolina 3-2, to two, guys. I'll break down the game in its entirety. Also give my TSUS midweek MVP. Look ahead to what's next for South Carolina baseball. Also, We'll talk a little Gamecocks basketball as Justin Manaya announces he is declaring for the 2021 NBA draft and also entering the transfer portal. I'll talk about what that means for Carolina basketball, Frank Martin's future. Much, much more to get into here on a Wednesday, guys, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention other companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company. They're a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op. Their movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is invested in your success. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they also offer black glove service. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom crating and packaging for special items, and cleaning services as well. They're founded by Greenville Natives and University of South Carolina alumni guys, so a Gamecock-owned small business. They also offer 20 years of project management moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for. Guys, whether in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs in 2021, be sure to check out our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group. Of course, if you have any other questions, go to their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That's upstatemoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. How we doing? Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. Hope you're doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up show as always. A little disclaimer before we get going here on Wednesday, guys. 
So, of course, I went to the South Carolina-North Carolina game last night in Charlotte, and we had to make the drive back after the game, of course. So it is currently 12.54 a.m. on Tuesday night or early, early Wednesday morning. So if my voice cracks a little bit, if I sound a little tired, that is the reason why. But again, we love it. There's no excuses. I was like, you know what? We got to get the show in, of course. We got to get the podcast. I had some some sweet tea on the way home. We had to stop and get Wendy's for dinner because we didn't eat dinner before the game, of course. So had some sweet tea to get a little sugar in the body, get a little, get the blood flowing, get the blood pumping a little bit. But uh, hey, we're night owls. It's all good. But again, if the voice sounds a little crackly, a little tired, I do apologize. It is very, very late at night, but you know what? The show must go on. The show must roll on. And again, we got a lot to talk about here on a Wednesday. Again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Hope you're all doing well. Without further ado, let's go ahead and dive right into it. The Gamecocks falling to North Carolina in 10 innings last night at Truist Field in Charlotte, North Carolina, 3-2 to two, the final score. And again, with it being so late right now, and also I know you guys don't just want to hear me ramble on for – for 30, 45 minutes, an hour or so about a game that really can be summarized very, very easily and very simply. Um, You look at this game last night, you simply just didn't hit enough. I mean, there's really no other way to put it. You know, I I expected a really close game between these two schools and, and 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 a lower scoring game, if you will, than I think most probably expected. Like I told you guys, when you looked at this game statistically, you know, North Carolina came in with, I think, a 4-5-1 team ERA. Uh, a lot of their starters did not have good ERAs. The guy they started last night did not have a very particularly good ERA. Um, and was I a bit surprised at just how much South kind of struggled at the plate? Absolutely, I was. Yeah, just three hits. I would not have imagined that. Um, I will say this, and I know a lot of you hate to hear it. You get tired of me saying this, but it's just something in baseball – When you got to tip your cap, you got to tip your freaking cap, okay? And I know that UNC baseball team is now 15-12 and after winning last night. They're 9-9 in the ACC. And will they go on to do anything really big this season? Will they even be a postseason team? I have no idea. But those dudes that pitched last night for North Carolina, it was a, a combination of two, four, five guys for them. They pitched their freaking tails off. I'll give them that. They pitched their freaking tails off. Um, You know, I I think it was a combination, guys, of a mix of those guys pitched their tails off. I think there was a little bad luck for Carolina. A lot of hard hit balls that were right at guys. A lot of liners that were caught that that were hit just right at dudes. And there's not much you can do in that situation. What I'll start off by saying, though, is this. Was it a big game from the fan standpoint in regards to being a rivalry in South Carolina, North Carolina, and all that stuff? Absolutely 110%. It's a game you want to win. There's no question that. You want to win every single time you take the field. But I'm going to stop saying this at some point because it's getting really exhausting, guys, after every single loss, having to remind people, hey, guys, it's baseball. You're not going to win every single game you play. What you saw last night is really what I expected to happen in the sense of a really, really hard-fought game between two quality ball clubs. I know North Carolina doesn't have a great record, 
And I'm not sitting here trying to tell you guys that they're a great team and sell that to you after I told you yesterday and the day before that they weren't all that great. Bottom line. But when you get a pair of teams together like South Carolina and North Carolina and it's a rivalry game and you're playing in a neutral site, especially in a ballpark like Charlotte, and the guys are fired up, everybody's motivated, I expected both teams to put their best foot forward. And I'm just going to tell you right now, I don't give a damn what the record says. You don't go pitch at the University of North Carolina if you're a scrub. So they've got dudes who are capable, no question. But this whole attitude of just, you know, I understand being disappointed, even being frustrated with a loss, but acting like it's so detrimental to the season. Guys, hate to tell you this, this game last night carries the same weight that a Davidson does. That a Winthrop does. It's just a midweek. As long as you go out this weekend and you don't let it linger and you take care of your business and SEC play, <clears throat> that's really all that matters. That's really all that matters at the end of the day. But, it ain't. but again, we're focused on this game last night because it was a disappointing result. And it's one of those games, guys, where, again, if South kind of finds a way to, to score that run in the bottom of the ninth and, and win the game 3-2 to two with four base hits, nobody's talking about the lack of hitting. Nobody's talking about anything except man this team continues to fight and battle and win anyway and, and found a way no matter what but because you lose of course now we sit here nitpicking everything picking everything apart and and, and you know rightfully so justly show so it is what it is comes with the territory i'll start in a positive though hey the pitching was fantastic yet again i thought jack mahoney ne didn't necessarily have his best stuff but a masterful job by him to dance around trouble. I mean, four innings pitch, you give up six hits. And UNC at the base is loaded in the first, you, you'll probably recall. And you're able to get out of that. You only give up one run. Danny Lloyd, I thought, came out, did a really, really good job. Andy Peters freaking shoved, did his thing. And then Julian Bosnick, you know, if you want to argue that <clears throat> maybe he was left in a little bit too long or, or what have you, you know, just didn't execute with two strikes there in the last inning. You know, I thought he threw pretty well. It's going to happen. You know what I mean? It's just going to happen. And we, we again, I, I don't want to be repeating myself, but we knew with this team, with every single college baseball team, guys, it comes down to the hitting, and it comes and it goes. You know, and, and you got to hope that your bats stay hot more often than not. But there's going to be some nights where they're not. Where, for whatever reason, it's not your night. You don't swing it that great. You know, again, I, I thought the approaches, I thought South kind of went back to, for whatever reason, an all-or-nothing approach. Um, I saw a lot of just really long, big swings and, and guys trying to be the hero, if you will. And I know we all love hitting home runs and playing hero ball and, and all that good stuff. That's great. That's great. That's fine. That's dandy. Whatever. But... There are certain situations where you got to shorten up and you got to, you know, you know, hit with two strikes and you got to put the ball in play and you got to find a gap. But when I think back on the game now that I'm back in Columbia and I have, I've had a chance to think on the game too, I mean, there were a lot of balls that South kind of squared up that were right at guys too. So I think at the plate, it just wasn't your night, bottom line. And I think this team will get back in the cage. I think they'll learn from it. Um, again, you know, it, it's one game. You know, you're going to have nights like you had last night. You just are. You just are. It's going to happen. And I know a lot of you are waking up here on a Wednesday saying, oh, 
Charlotte, the House of Horrors, Doom and Gloom. We should never play there again. And I mean, whatever, man. I, I went to the game. I had a blast. I, by the way, shout out to everybody that I ran into at the game last night. Um, it never gets old meeting people that that show love and support of the show, and it's truly a blessing, and it's flattering to me, and it's uh, you know, <coughs> excuse me. It's a blessing, man. It's a blessing. There's no other way to put it. It's just a flat-out blessing. So thank you guys that take any time out of your day, out of, out of your experience of the games, to show love and say what's up and show support. Man, it, it truly means the world to me. I mean, it it, it, it makes what I do, it, you know, it makes worth it sitting here at 1.02 a.m. recording a podcast. That, that's why we do it, man. That's why we do it. So thank you guys so much. I truly appreciate it. But, uh, no, so it was great to, to interact with the Gamecock fans there and, and got to meet a lot of cool people and talk with you guys and, and, of course, a beautiful night for baseball and a great backdrop and a great setting. I hope they keep playing in Charlotte. It's a great venue, man. It's a great venue. Say whatever you want. It's an awesome place to catch a baseball game. But I, I'll say this about this team, guys, and here's the thing. Because certainly is, is the, the one or the, the great, you know, somebody asked me over the weekend or after the weekend, you know, what are you most concerned with about this team? And I said that I feel like this is a complete ball club. And I do still feel that way. But certainly if there's one concern we have, you know, let's say getting to postseason play. You know, it's like, what's your biggest concern? That the hitting is just going to be there. It's there. I know it's in there. But you just hope and pray you don't go cold. But I'll tell you guys this. And again, that's a problem that most college baseball teams have or face or whatever. It's just getting consistency out of your lineup time and time and time again. But I'd much rather have that as a problem than the pitching, because the pitching's there. You know, again, the combination of Mahoney, Lloyd, Peters, and Bosnick, those guys did their thing. They gave you a chance to win the ballgame. That's all you can ask for. But the pitching's there with this team, guys. That's why, like, you lose to UNC, and you're not seeing me freak out and overreact. And I mean, it's one game, but this team is good, guys. It has the pitching to beat anybody. You know, we've seen the talent in the lineup. We know it's there. Hell, let me take you back to the weekend. Seven of nine guys in your lineup homered. There's talent in the lineup. There's legit, real talent there. Okay? So we know it's there. Even when they struggle, we know it's there. If you've got a group of pitchers that just don't have good stuff, then you just don't have good stuff. I mean, there's nothing you can do there, right? So my point I'm trying to make is, like, if we were going to have a, a problem or a shortcoming or just a, a, an issue, if you will, I'd much rather it be on the hitting side than the pitching side. But again, it's simple. What happened last night? What in your night at the plate? Um, you struck out eight times, which isn't really an astronomical number. I mean, you know, like I said, guys, I just think there were a lot of, lot of situations where, you know, you weren't able to find a hole. You hit it right at somebody and just really wasn't your night at the plate, man. And, you know, I, I will say, I will say this, to be honest with you guys, that if I did have one concern with this lineup, you know, we love hitting at Founders Park so much. We do. We love hitting at these hitter-friendly parks so much. I mean, there's no secret that I don't think our, our, our approach is do or die, quote-unquote, by the home run. But sometimes it can feel that way especially in a big ballpark like you played in last night. So, you know, I want to continue to see the approaches evolve. And again, they, those guys are going to get back in the cage today and the rest of the week, and they're going to look at the film. They're going to, they're going to evaluate themselves, their swings, whatever. 
And they're going to take it to Mizzou this weekend. I have no doubt about that. No doubt at all. But, uh, you know, you're not going to win many ball games with three hits. You're just not going to do it. <laughs> it was crazy that South Carolina was tied in that ball game for as long as they were. You know, it's crazy how that game went. UNC scores top of the first. South Carolina answers bottom of the first. UNC scores top of the sixth. Josiah Seitler answers with an absolute bomb, by the way, in the bottom of the sixth. So, um, it was a good, hard-fought college baseball game, and it really was a really high-quality college baseball game. And I, I saw somebody on social media, and I'm sure he'll want me to say his at because, God forbid, I, I don't want him to go on Twitter and, and cry to his followers that I didn't. Um, at Tyler Lucas, Tyler B. Lucas, or, or whatever his ad is. And I've interacted with this guy before, and I think he's a cool guy. Probably was just emotional last night. It is what it is, whatever. We all get that way after games. But he wasn't the only one, by the way. So I don't want to just, just call out Tyler Lucas. But people saying that, like, oh, this is such an embarrassing loss. Like, dude, listen, I know UNC is not all that great this year. And, and, and you know, listen, the, the way they acted after they won, act like they just won a super regional, was laugh out loud funny. I know it's an upset, but, like, really? Either way, whatever. But to call it an embarrassing, dude, embarrassing loss, bro, it's a, it's, it's a rivalry game at a neutral site. Like, we, if, if you, did you not expect it to be a close game? In the midweek, too. Again, I challenge you, look at teams across the country that played in the midweek last night. Look at the teams that lost. Florida State lost to Jacksonville. Vandy was tied with whoever the hell they were playing to like the fifth inning. I mean, I mean, it just my point is it just ha- I mean, USC Upstate beat Georgia Tech like eight to two. Dude, it just it's the midweek. It happens. I mean, I know people cannot grasp that concept. They, they, that concept, they can't wrap their heads around, hey, it's baseball. It happens. You're just gonna lose sometimes. People just cannot fathom that. What do you mean we're just going to lose sometimes? What do you mean? Dude, sometimes it's just not your night. And it wasn't South Carolina's night last night. And the Gamecocks, despite that, I thought battled, showed resiliency. I mean, again, I saw some decent swings just right at guys. You know, a lot of hard hit balls. Hey, I mean, I I think to, you know, Brendan Malone gets doubled up. Three, two count. You send him line drive to the shortstop. Boom, doubled up. It's like every time South Carolina had a chance to, to start a rally, really, it got killed just automatically. Boom, gone. I'll say this. The one time where I was really, really disappointed with the approaches, and I, I don't want to single them out, but, you know, just to be honest, bottom of the ninth, David Mendham doubles, right, does his thing. Old Davey doubles up to no good yet again. The approaches that followed from Brennan Malone and Jeff Heinrich. Very anxious, very jumpy. I think both guys swung at the first pitch. You know, in that situation, that moment, you got to realize all the pressures on the pitcher. Make him make a pitch. Make him make a pitch. Don't help him out. But, you know, a a good, hard-fought college baseball game and a rivalry game at a neutral site, and you fell short. This team will be fine, guys. This team will be fine. The sky is not falling. This, This team will be okay. This team will be okay, I promise you. Again, I don't want to keep, after every single loss, keep saying to you guys, hey, remember, it's baseball. Like, at some point, you can't act like the sky is falling after every single loss. And to say, oh, my God, it's such a bad loss. Like, 
guys, we didn't lose to Davidson. We lost to North Carolina. Like, I'm not trying to crown North Carolina and talk about how great they are. I'm also not being a sunshine pumper. I saw that a little bit on social media. Like, calling me a sunshine pumper? Really? It's a bold take. It's a bold take. Hey, you didn't do enough at the plate. Bottom line. That's the reality. On the mound, keep doing your thing. Keep doing a great job. This pitching staff, I, I feel very, very good about this pitching staff. And again, like I said, guys, that's what makes me confident about this baseball team and moving forward in this season. If you're going to have a problem with your team, if you're going to have an inconsistency even, I'd much rather it be at the plate. Much rather. Much rather it be at the plate. Because again, the hitting's inconsistent, but it's there. You know what I mean? And, and it shows up more often than not, I believe, guys. Look at the record right now. We're 19 and 8. We're 6 and 3 in the SEC. The hitting shows up more often than not. But there's going to have nights where it doesn't show up. It's just going to happen. There's going to be nights where you don't swing it very well. And you're pitching, all the pressure is going to be on them. You're going to have to win a game 2 to 1, 2 to nothing, 1 to nothing, whatever. And you fell up short last night. It is what it is. But your pitching is going to consistently be there. And that's going to give you a chance to win every single time you take the field. So, again, in closing, I would just say this to Gamecock fans, man, again, if you're someone that's waking up this morning that's, oh, the sky is falling, we're terrible, oh, this team over – like, just take five seconds and, and stop. Just stop. Just stop. <laughs> hey, we overcame a loss to Davidson will overcome a loss to UNC in the midweek, guys. Again, don't make the midweek more than it is. I'm not saying that you should be okay with losing a midweek game. I'm not saying you shouldn't be frustrated and agitated, whatever. But don't make it more than it is, too. Don't say it doesn't matter at all, but don't say it's the most important game we've ever played all season. It, it, it's just it's another game. It's another game. And you'll get three up, three more opportunities this weekend. And, hey, if you carry this into the weekend and you lose two out of three, then we can start to worry a little bit. But in the grand scheme of things, guys, it's another midweek game. You go out there and you handle your business this weekend, take two out of three or sweep, all is forgiven. I hate losing to UNC, too. I hate them. I hate UNC. Can't stand them. But what in your night last night? What in your night? And so I think this team, you know, I, I would just say I think this team with the plate, does need to look at the approaches, continue to look at that and evolve, and especially when you get in bigger ballparks, man. You know, you don't, you don't want to completely change what you guys are doing because it's working, right? It's been working. It, it's been crushing an SEC play. But, you know, there, there's just going to be times where, you know, and I thought the guys were doing a really good job of that coming into this series. That's the weird thing. I was surprised. I was surprised to see the struggles of the plate. But, again, sometimes it's just not your night. There's no other way I can put it. There's no way that I could put it. Again, let's move into TSUS midweek MVP, guys. Let's go ahead and give a on a, on a positive note. Talk about somebody that excelled. And, and I want to mention this guy because, again, he, he, he almost made me look like a genius. But uh, that is Josiah Seitler. Outfielder Josiah Seitler went one for three with a homer and an RBI and a walk. And the reason I say he almost made me look a genius because if you listen to the show yesterday, I said he was going to be my key player of the game. So um, hit the home run that tied it. Thought he was going to maybe hit a walk-off, but uh, no, really good stuff from Seitler. You know, he continues to swing a hot bat. Like I said, I, th I thought his approach was really, really good. Kind of gave you a normal, typical what you expect out of Josiah Seitler at this point. He, he just continues to be a weapon for you. And that bomb he hit, the reason I'm giving him the TSUS midweek MVP, 
that home run he hit, folks, I don't even know where that would have landed at Founders Park. I mean, honestly, I, I think that would have cleared the batter's eye. Like, that ball was flat-out destroyed. Flat-out destroyed. So, again, Josiah Seitler, great job. One for three, a homer, an RBI, and a walk. Uh, what's next for the Gamecocks? Obviously, again, like I said, you got the Missouri series, uh, a big series, a home series. You come back to the friendly confines. And an opportunity to, at minimum, take two of three, if not sweet. Mizzou a team, yes, they took two of three from Texas A&M last weekend, but a team I think we can all agree is not to the level of the Floridas, the Vandys, the Arkansas, the Mississippi States. I'd say even the Georgias, and certainly not the South Carolinas. So it'll be a test. Anytime you, 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 you play in the SEC and you take on an SEC team and what have you, it's a test. It, it's, it's not a walk in the park by any stretch. But I think you got to like where the Gamecocks are at. You got to like the weekend rotation you're going to be going in with. I think this team will bounce back the right way. We've seen them respond from adversity all season long, and I think they'll do that and they'll be fine again. We'll break that series down its entirety tomorrow and Friday. But uh, like I said, guys, you know, it sucks to lose. It's never fun losing. We hate UNC. You know, there are things that need to be, need to be fixed and improved, but it is just one game. And again, it was a 10 inning game. Hard-fought game on both sides, and you just came up short. And again, what's funny about these games is I said it after you beat Clemson the first, the first two times this season. I said it after, I think, Texas maybe. But it's funny in games like this because baseball fans are, you know, not just Carolina fans, just baseball fans in general. When you win a game like this, you know, if, if South Carolina would have won three to two, if they'd have hit a walk-off, right, a walk-off single, hell, if it had been a walk-off pass ball, and South Carolina would have won three to two on a, you know, with three hits. Nobody would be talking about the approaches at the plate. Nobody would be talking about, you know, <laughs> some of the swings we saw. Nobody would. It'd be, it, you know, what the narrative would be? It would be, or the, 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 what would be going around, the opinion would be, oh man, this team, man, just win anyway. They continue to fight. They find a way to win. They're so great. The pitching's magnificent. Awesome. Be focusing on all the positives. But because you lost the game, and again, it's totally fair, but because you lost the game, it's like, oh, man, we stink. We're terrible. We only got three hits. The approach sucks. We can't hit. We, we're, we're home run or bust. All the negatives. And again, I totally understand winning cures everything, but baseball is not a game where you should get too high or too low at any point. You got to stay in the middle, guys. So like I said, as long as this doesn't bleed into the weekend, we're fine. It's one game. It was a hard-fought rivalry game. You hate to lose it, but the sun comes up today. You go out to the ballpark, you get better, you get ready for Friday, you get ready for this weekend. So, again, this team will be fine. I think this team will be fine. Back away from the ledge, guys. It's okay. It's okay. Back away from the ledge. We're going to be fine. All right, with that being said, talking about being at a ledge, let's talk about Zalicona basketball real quick. I just want to touch on this, the news that came out today, and Justin Manaya announcing his decision to enter his name into the 2021 NBA draft. And also, if that wasn't enough, he wanted to make sure we knew that he wasn't coming back. And also saying that I'm also going to enter my name into the transfer portal as a grad transfer to leave the options open for my future. I'm not going to draw this out. And, you know, I'm really, really tired of, of guessing and talking about Frank Martin. 
But I really am starting to question how in the world we're going to field a team next year. And I said this on Twitter, and you can disagree if you like. But, you know, people talk about the biggest reason to keep Martin and bring, and I'm still not a fire Frank Martin guy. I'll say that over and over again. I'm not. I'm in the middle. You want to bring him back? Cool. You want to fire him? Fine with me. I'm extremely apathetic. That's just the truth. But a lot of people reasoning or a reason to bring Martin back because, oh, you know, they think back to the Darren Horn days and how bad we were in the state of the program. And I'm just like, I'm not saying we're at the Darren Horn days, but guys, we're, we're getting pretty close. Are we not? I mean, this, this is another, you know, and I thought about this on the ride home from Charlotte after the baseball game. If Martin was coming back, would all these like if if the, if if Martin was actually coming back? Would all these guys be leaving? I mean, it's just a mess, dude. Like, I, it's exhausting to think about. It gives me a headache to think about South Carolina basketball right now. And Justin Manaya, wishing the best of luck. You know, had a, had a solid career at South Carolina. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't really know what else there is to say about it. I mean, I I don't know what South Gun is doing. I have no clue what South Gun is doing. Um, and I also don't know what South Gun is doing with Darla Moore, by the way, since I'm just kind of rambling and talking about stuff. Um, and I don't really know all the details, but I saw the headline and I read a little bit of the article. South Carolina did not wish or send condolences to Darla Moore and her family after her mother passed. And so Darla Moore wrote an article saying that basically she regrets even having involvement with USC and given the money she's given. I mean, this is not just another booster, guys. Her name is on the freaking business school. I think she gave them like 75 mil. I mean, who is, where are the adults? Who is running things behind closed doors? And we wonder why we don't have a winning football program. We wonder why some things are so dysfunctional the way they are. I believe that any organization, whether it be a business, a sports entity team, which is really like a business, basically, but any organization, any sports team with a head coach, whatever, any group, any organization, when it is not producing and things are bad, you know, you take a look at like NFL franchises. The bad franchises, it doesn't start with the quarterback. It doesn't start with the offensive coordinator. It doesn't start with the head coach. Normally, when a franchise is bad, it's ownership. It starts at the very top. It falls on the person at the top. Normally, ownership's bad, and that bleeds down to the whole thing. And I think that's true for any organization. If you've got a company where the culture's bad and the people hate working there and, and they're not producing and, and they're not doing this, they're not hitting numbers, they're not taking care of their clients, their customers, whatever, it falls on the person at the top, right? It does. The organization's bad at the core. Well, I think the same could apply to South Carolina. And I don't know names of people to call out. I, I'm not, I'm not going to spend hours trying to like, you know, Maybe I'm speaking a little bit above my pay grade. 
But, dude, I mean, who are these people? Who are these dysfunctional people that don't have just common sense? Like, do I, do I think it's what Darla Moore said is a little aggressive for, you know, it, does, does, the, does the crime fit the punishment from Darla Moore? I don't really necessarily know. I mean, maybe it got lost in the mail. Heck, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to make excuses. Well, I just don't know. And her putting out that letter publicly, like, is that the best way to handle it? Probably not. But it's just like, dude, like something, when you can't take care of the little things, you shouldn't be surprised when the big things don't work out for you. And it just seems like with everything at South Carolina, from the athletic director and the president, the board of trustees, to this freaking thing going on, like what is going on behind closed doors at University of South Carolina? What is going on? Who's pulling the strings? Are there any adults in the room making decisions? Are there? You know what I've learned from being in golf and meeting people and meeting CEOs and meeting people that I know have a lot of money? Just because you got a lot of money don't mean you're smart. Just because you got a lot of money don't even mean you're good at what you do. And that's obviously the case here. There's a lot of people with a lot of notoriety and got a lot going on. They got money. They feel good. They're in, they're in places of power. It sounds like to me they're, they're, they're buffoons, honestly. I mean, it sounds like they're buffoons. I don't know. I could go on a whole rant about this. And I'm not even an alumni. For people that are alumni, it's embarrassing. I had multiple people DM me and text me and say, Chris, this is embarrassing. It's flat-out embarrassing to make headline news with your biggest donor. Again, her name is on the business school. I don't have to tell you guys that. You already know. So who are the adults in the room? That's what I ask. Who are the adults? Who? Who's pulling the strings in this, in this, in this circus? Who is it? And I'll leave you on that note. <laughs> I'll leave you on that note, man. We're going to have a fun week. We're going to have a fun, fun Wednesday. Hey, appreciate you guys tuning in. It's 1.24 a.m. I'm going to go to bed, catch some shut-eye, guys. We've got a full day today. Um, of course, content role in the Daily Crow, the podcast. You guys already know the drill. We also got a great interview coming tomorrow. I know you guys are sure to enjoy. But again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Appreciate everything. Again, appreciate the love and support. Everybody that reached out at the game and said what's up and showed the love, it, it just – it goes beyond words, man. Again, I know it might seem small to you guys, but it like it means the world to me. It, it keeps us going. It, it it reminds me and reminds us, you know, how special what I do is and how, how how much it means to people. It's it's flattering. It truly is, and it's humbling. And I appreciate you guys so much. So, so thank you again. You know, I'll say it over and over, but I always want to show gratitude and be grateful to you guys because you guys are what make this thing go. Thank you so much for the love for the support. It truly means the world. Guys, again, have a great rest of your day. Have a great Wednesday. Have a great hump day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.